All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the greatest podcast in the history of mankind. I'm your host, Daddy Smith. This is episode 83. Hells yeah, we did it. We're fucking awesome, you and I. And I have a pretty good show for you guys tonight. Uh, we're in World War III, so that's not amazing. But of course, I led this show with Contra Points instead of World War III because that's how popular Contra Points is. Everybody loves them some Contra Points. She's basically the queen of the left now. And uh, I do have some mild criticism. Mild, okay? Don't, don't kill me. Don't jump down my throat. I know she's better than I am in every way. A human being can be better than another human being. I understand that. But I have mild criticism, mostly praise, though, mostly praise about her new video. So uh, she released a two-hour video about being canceled, quote-unquote canceled. Was ContraPoints really canceled? Spoiler alert. No, no. Sorry. She wasn't canceled. Don't believe that. Don't buy that shit. But the video was pretty good, so we're going to look at that. And also, we're going to look at the uh, World War Three shit happening, which is uh, not amazing. Not particularly fucking amazing, but... How the fuck you guys doing? Have you had a good week so far? It's fucking Friday. I've just been hanging out, chilling, doing the fucking usual. Let me read the chats a little bit, see how you guys are doing. How's it looking out there? Uh, ooh, no. No, she is not. I don't know what we're talking about here, but okay. Uh, this is not the greatest show. Ken, Ken, Ken is. Fuck that. Never heard of that show. This is definitely the greatest podcast in the history of mankind. I know because my dead daddy channeled it through me. So, I'm a medium. You guys don't knew that. Cult of Dusty, uh, Pim Tool, Black Progressive Voice. Shocker. He's a coward, just like all those guys are cowards. Like, Tim Pool is simply a tool of the rich. You know, he's a millionaire now, and he's a millionaire that's paid by billionaires to lie to you guys, to vote against your own best interest. You haven't figured out that con by now. It's kind of shame on you, not shame on him at this point. Worst Friday, I know, right? Dusty is canceled, definitely. I know, like, I'm just saying, compared to ContraPoints, I was actually canceled. ContraPoints wasn't really canceled. We're going to get into that. But uh, if you want to talk about somebody that was canceled, I was fucking canceled, dude. And I tried to bitch about it too much because, you know, it is what it is. It's all fucking good, right? Um, Gonna watch The Witcher. Yeah, Witcher pretty good. Oh, but Cutcast. Hell yeah. Cutcast pretty cool. Even got the uh, chat up. We're back on Facebook. For those of you on Facebook, what's up? How you guys doing? So glad to be back on Facebook. I got banned for a month for fucking nothing. For I got banned for the podcast I did a month ago for no reason. So who knows? They might ban me for this podcast for no reason also. But what are you going to fucking do? How dare you speak her name? I know. Cannot speak her name. She is too good. She is good. You look like Colonel Sanders these days. Daddy, that's the hell. Yeah. I'm figure looking good, motherfuckers. You, know, you want a piece of this? You want daddy dick all up inside you? Don't fucking lie. Nick Fuentes went on a date with the cat boy. It's honestly adorable. I saw that shit. I was going to talk about it a little bit, but uh, I actually deleted the clip and started not to talk about it. I don't really think it was a date. Honestly, I think that Nick Fuentes just thinks that guy's cool and thinks that guy will help him reach the Zoomers and spread white supremacy and nationalism to them. Um, that's really what I think. I don't think Nick Fuentes is really smart enough to be, uh, too, uh, sophisticated in his tactics, so. I thought I'd not talk about that too much. I thought the funniest part of that video, though, was when he was explaining, uh, that he researched dinosaurs, and he was like, everybody's making fun of me for fucking not saying I don't believe in dinosaurs and whatnot. Like, I don't even care about dinosaurs, but, so I went and looked him up, 
I went and looked up the DQ question. DQ meaning dinosaur question, I guess. Everything has to be like DQ because, you know, the JQ, the Jewish question. These white supremacists love those dog whistles. So he went and looked up the DQ. And what he found out was, yes, dinosaurs actually did exist. But they lived with human beings on the earth 6,000 years ago, like it says in the Bible. So that was his, like, brilliant takeaway from the whole thing. So that was his fun. That's the funniest part of the video, and uh, in my opinion. Elizabeth Freddy, I honestly love your podcast. I don't blame you. How could you not love this show? I mean, who doing a better show than I am right now? I know that seems unhumble, but fuck it. You got it, flown it. And uh, when she first explains what being canceled is, she talks about being relatively ostracized, not that your career is ruined. She was canceled with the trans and NBA community, but she really wasn't, though. Far more people in the trans and NBA community support her than not. And uh, yeah, I understand the definition she's using for cancel culture, but that's not the real definition that's being used as the narrative by the right wing. And so you're helping them spread that narrative by doing what she did, in my opinion, when you should, in my opinion, distance yourself from the cancel culture and instead call it something else, which is what it was. She wasn't canceled because the minority of the people that shit on her don't have the power to cancel her. Now, what she was was trashed. Now, not everybody that criticized her trashed her. They didn't. A lot of it was uh, justifiable criticism. Even she said so in her video. A lot of it was unjustifiable criticism, but it wasn't trashing. It was people that were just wrong. You know, you can unjustifiably criticize somebody without trashing them. You really can because uh, you can just be dumb but sincere and not mean to trash them. And that was a lot of it. And then there was another one, another like subset of that of people that were just fucking trashing her. But she absolutely was not canceled in any meaningful way. We'll get into that in a minute. I'll show you guys she wasn't fucking canceled. It's just silly, in my opinion. The whole argument is fucking silly and helps uh, helps the right-wing talking points to spread. Where you can better than mine. So these are just critiques from an idiot. Take it with a grain of salt. But anyway, cut to Dustin. Love the show so far. You seem to know your stuff. Trans rights. Yeah, but... Okay, but... <laughs> I'm going to get the ContraPoint stuff in just a second. Before I do, let me just uh, go ahead and show my Patreon. Patreon.com for slash podcast. We're down a little bit from last week, but it's to be expected because at the beginning of every month, you lose uh, some Patreons. I want to thank those of you who were Patreons and are no longer able to do it anymore. It still means a lot, even if you can't do it anymore. And I really want to thank my 135 Patreons that are supporting the show. It means a shitload. And most of you know, most of the money goes to the Human Society of Mississippi Animal Sanctuary, where we rescue cute little dogs and cats. And that's where the vast majority of my money goes. Like, look at this. Look at my janky. I got these uh, Beats by Dre for free from my mama. She got them in the mail. They were supposed to send them to somebody else, and I guess they sent them to her instead. And look, I got so many pieces of duct tape because they're broken to pieces. So I'm poor as fuck, folks. I give most of my money to the animal sanctuary. So if you'd like to support the show, I don't really make any money on ads or anything. The only way I make money on this show is if you guys support it. So a dollar or two a month. Whatever you can afford to help out the show on Patreon, very, very much appreciated. And of course, as always, Super Chats, like button of the show, Super Chats, uh, this little dollar sign down by the chat, click on it, donate a dollar, two, twenty, whatever. The more you donate, the more serious I take your question and your comment. And buy my love, basically, and every one of them gets read on the air, so you can immortalize yourself forever with Super Chats, and you know, say whatever the fuck you want to about me, or whatever comments you want to leave. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, anyway, about to get into the uh, the, the ContraPoints thing. Now, I want to say first off, before I give my opinions on this stuff, everything I'm about to say, take with a grain of fucking salt. Because let's be honest here, folks. I am a straight 
white male, a relatively nice looking straight white male. And I have lots of fucking privilege from that, right? That's just the fucking truth. I admit that. So it's easy for me to forgive people for doing things that are considered by some in the trans community as transphobic because these things don't really affect my life. Trans people are much more sensitive to this stuff than I am. And for good reason, because it affects their life. If this stuff really affected my life heavily, I will be so much more sensitive about it than I am. You would be too, right? So I'm not saying that I'm the end all be all of knowing what the fuck's going on. Or my opinion is the greatest opinion here, right? Um, my opinion comes from a very privileged place and other people have differences of opinions on this and their opinions on this are incredibly fucking valid because they have experiences that I don't have. So I don't want to like, you know, I'm going to defend ContraPoints in certain places and I know there are a lot of trans people out there who really feel like ContraPoints in ways has betrayed them and I don't want to belittle the way you feel about that. I just want to let it be known. It's easy for me to forgive her because, you know, doesn't affect me very much but at the same time i'm trying to be as nuanced as possible about this whole situation and i do like contrapoints i think contrapoints makes really good videos and there are so many right-wing shitheads out there that are making so much fucking money right now on the internet they're being supported so heavily and it's just nice to see one person on the left get kind of financially supported and supported pretty heavily by the YouTube community, and there are not very many of them out there. So I, I, I ha I'm reticent to shit on her too much for the perceived slights that she makes. But like I said, it's coming from a position of privilege. So anyway, we'll go ahead and jump into it. ContraPoints! Wildly popular ContraPoints! She put out a video uh, almost two hours long, an hour and 40 minutes. And already got seen 888,000 times in one day. Or as you might call it, canceled. She's so fucking canceled, isn't she, ContraPoints? More popular than she's ever been. Making more money than she's ever made. More. Her last video got 10,000 comments. This video's got 18,000 comments so far. I'll scroll through here. Every comment supporting her. Every comment loving her. Didn't see. I'm sure there's criticism in here somewhere. I couldn't find it after scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. So, is she canceled? No. No, she wasn't canceled. And this is kind of... She actually made a crack in this video. I'll go ahead and shit on her a little bit for this crack in the video. Where she says that some people on the left make this argument she finds really stupid. That cancel culture doesn't exist because it doesn't hurt the people that are supposedly canceled. And that's a straw man of the argument. That's a total straw man. That is not what we're claiming. We're not claiming that you getting trashed by a minority of the people that are commenting doesn't affect your life or hurt you or maybe even temporarily cause you to lose some patrons. What we're saying is, is this idea, this left-wing idea of cancel culture, that is the main narrative about cancel culture that is out there, which is that there is this monolith called the left and the left just goes out there and they... Hey, chill out. As always, we got 30 cats around here. The left is this monolith that goes out there and they just attack people for little to no reason. And their attacks on them really, really have a long-lasting, damaging effect on these people's career, either monetarily or, you know, uh, through their support, their subscribers and whatnot. And this is a huge problem. And that's the main narrative that's going on right there. And those of us that say cancel culture doesn't exist, what we say is every time you guys point out an example of this, 
the person you point out is not actually in any way, in any meaningful way, being harmed or been harmed by this cancel culture. Natalie is a perfect example of this, right? Natalie, right now, after she was supposedly canceled, has way more subscribers than she had before she was canceled. She has way, way more Patreons than she did before she was canceled. She has way more people commenting on her videos. Her videos are being watched at a faster rate than they were before she was canceled. So, was she really canceled? Is it really fair to say this is cancellation? Or is it better to say, no, I wasn't canceled. I'm not going to use this whole cancel culture narrative because it feeds into right-wing talking points. Instead, let's separate that and talk about what really happened. I was trashed. Now, I was trashed by a small minority of the people that commented. But I was trashed, and this trashing did momentarily cause me to lose subscribers. Um, well, I don't know if it caused it. It caused her to lose Patreons very, very slightly. But what always happens when this kind of thing happens, when people are canceled, is that the outrage of them being canceled gets them lots of press, right? And so people are so outraged that they're canceled that whatever minor amount of Patreons they lost, they more than make up for. Whatever minor amount of subscribers they lost, they more than make up from. So the situation that caused them to be canceled to begin with actually helps them. It actually makes them more money. Like we see this time and time again. Oh my God, Ricky Gervais was canceled right before he was given $40 million by Netflix and allowed to say whatever he wanted to in front of millions of people. Oh my God, Dave Chappelle canceled before he got $140 million from Netflix, was able to say whatever he wanted to. Joe Rogan canceled. Like it happens over and over again. And these people, they say are canceled, just not. So that's what we're saying when we're saying cancel culture doesn't actually exist, right? It's this right-wing narrative of cancel culture doesn't actually exist. And what's happening here is ContraPoints, and people like ContraPoints, aren't actually being canceled. They're being trashed. And so I think it's very important to make that distinction instead of playing into these right-wing talking points. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but right now I'm going to get into like some positives about this video, right? Because there were a lot of positives about this video. One thing... Separate from whether you agree with the ContraPoints or not, is the quality of the video she puts out, right? They're amazing. The production values are always top-notch. The lighting, the camera work, the scenes. Like, in this one, she literally just puts garbage bags behind her because she's talking about being trashed. But it works, man. It works. And, she, and the, the titles that she uses, the graphics that she uses, all very clean, very well done. And the scripts, man, you can tell they put so much time into every word of the scripts that she's using. And they and they nail this. Even, even though if I don't completely agree with everything she's saying here and, and, and how she's framing it, I can appreciate the amount of work that goes into this. I mean, it beats the dog shit out of everything I've ever tried to produce. And Natalie's making at least $50,000 a month right now, just on Patreon alone. It's probably more than that. I'm guessing it's probably somewhere around six dollars to $70,000 a month. Um, but, and then on top of that, whatever ad revenue she's making from these videos. So she's making a lot, but it's obvious that she's putting a lot of that money back into the production of her videos. And so I think that's actually a really great thing. Like I said earlier, I'm actually happy to see somebody on the left make it, be financially supported when the YouTube atmosphere is so dominated by the right so and then on top of that the actual content of the video was very good itself i in my opinion she did exactly what you're supposed to do when you're uh when you face a controversy 
when you have a lot of people criticizing you and also just trashing you. Uh, not everybody that criticized her was trashing her. Uh, there is a, a line, like I said, but you're supposed to listen to the criticism and then come back and explain your side of the story and then apologize for the criticism. And in my opinion, that's what she did and clarify your position. And she did. She outright clarified that she is in no way a trans medicalist or a true scum, as it's known. Um, in no uncertain terms, she made that incredibly clear, which is a lot of the, uh, the the controversy that surrounded her. And she made, and she also, uh, even though her explanation of the whole Buck Angel thing wasn't really up to snuff, in my opinion, she did do a pretty good job of explaining her position on that. We're going to go into that a little bit. Actually, a Buck Angel came to my. Uh, Twitter and left a message here earlier. Oh, that's not it. That is Buck Angel. If you guys don't know who Buck Angel is, Buck Angel is a, uh, a trans male. He was born female, I guess. Um, and so, but I mean, look, this is a man. Clearly, this is a man. Regardless of what sex organs he was born with or without, this is a man. Like, this is more of a man than I am. And oh, what a man I am. So, that's really sad. So, but anyway, uh, Buck Angel is kind of a controversial figure in the trans community because people consider him to be true scum, which is basically a trans person who believes the only real trans people are those who are trying to medically transition or those who have some kind of dysphoria and are making, you know, an, an attempt to outwardly, physically transition to whatever the uh, gender they feel most represents them. And non-binary people, you know, they don't like this, which is understandable because it seems to delegitimize their experience, you know, their identity. They believe that, like, and some trans women, like, trans men and women, but I'm going to use trans women as an example. Some trans women do not want to go have breast augmentation surgery. They don't want to go have their forehead shaved down like ContraPoints did. I'm not trashing her for this. It's probably fine. I'm just saying... Some trans women don't want to do that. Some trans women don't want to shave. Some trans women, you know, they just want to be accepted for the gender they feel like they are without having to go through all this outwardly transformation, which is their perfect right. And I think they should also be accepted for who they are without having to feel the need to go through plastic surgeries and a transformation they don't feel comfortable with. But certain people called true scum or trans medicalists don't agree with this. And some people believe that uh, Buck Angel is a trans medicalist. And if you look at some of his past statements, it seems as though he is a trans medicalist. Now, I'm, I have no fucking idea. Like, I might message him later now that he just messaged me. He clearly knows who the fuck I am. Maybe he's watching the show right now. And maybe ask him what his positions on this stuff are, which is kind of strange. In this video, it seems like ContraPoints would have done that before she made this video. Because she basically uh, went out and set out to find out if Buck Angel was actually a trans medicalist, as he is accused of being. And uh, so, and one comment that left a lot of people kind of raw was she says that she had to go back like 20 years, look at some interviews he did to see if he actually, um, one of the claims that was made against him was he outed. I think Lana Wachowski is her name. Uh, she was originally one of the Wachowski brothers who made The Matrix. Uh, the whole red pill thing, yeah, it was made by trans women. I know uh, anti-HAWs must fucking hate that. And the alt-right must hate that. But anyway, so the claim is that 
Lana Wachowski stole Buck Angel's wife from him, and so he outed her publicly as being a trans woman before she was ready to come out. And and uh, so ContraPoints went look, was looking that up, was trying to look at the old interviews, and she said something along the lines of she feels dirty going back and having to look through people's past history to try to figure out what they believe. And then she also said something about it being similar to what actual fascists do, which I think was a bad line. You know, when somebody's accused of something, going back and seeing if the accusations are actually accurate is just your due diligence. It's not something fascists do. It's something that anybody that wants to know what the truth is does, and especially people that are putting content out for others to ingest, and you want to educate them properly. But it seemed like kind of where she landed was, was saying, yes, it seems like through past comments that Buck Angel made, he might be a transmedicalist. But I'm still sort of unsure what his position is, and so I don't want to like just straight out call him out. But like, she already mentioned that Buck Angel had messaged her, and they had talked, and they obviously had con- co- uh, contact because he was in her video. So it seems like she could have just asked him, are you a transmedicalist? Can you clarify what your positions are? And then she could have just shared that with her audience in this video. And it, see, and like I'm not trying to say I know what's in her head or why she didn't do this. But here's what I think. That's just my opinion. I think probably the reason she didn't do that is because she wanted to leave herself a little wiggle room to say that she wasn't actually sure what his position is because she doesn't want to shit on him. And if he straight up told her, yes, I'm a trans medicalist, yes, I don't believe non-binary people are actually trans or people that don't want to medically transition are trans, then she would be forced to admit that and then come on here and admit that she shouldn't have platformed him and admit that uh, she, she should distance herself from him. And I don't think she wants to do that. So I think that's why she chose not to ask him. I think it's plausible deniability. And I think a lot of people pointed I think Chrissyosity was one of the ones that uh, pointed that out um, Let's see, where Chrissy Osity at? Uh, is it her somewhere? Anyway, so I kind of agree with her about that, but at the same time, like, overall, I thought the video was good. I, I thought she did a great job uh, of pointing out how people were taking this too far, in my opinion. I think it's perfectly fine to criticize her and to declare your disappointment in her. But there are some people who were just, you know, fuck you, fuck everybody who follows ContraPoints. And if you don't just outright demonize and turn your back on ContraPoints, you know, you're, you're not an ally, we hate you. And I, I do think that's taking it a bit too far, in my opinion. In, in this situation, in some situations uh, where you have problems with people not distancing themselves from other people, I think it's more valid but in this case I, I i do this is my personal opinion my privileged position i think that some of the hatred was overblown however like i was saying before i don't like the way she framed this because the way she framed this is already being used by conservatives to further their narrative about cancel culture what are you assholes doing Get the fuck out and so uh it's hard to, so hard to concentrate with 30 cats running around and so anyway, um, I kind of wish how she would have framed it would have been like this. Because I looked through, I just love the opulence video. The opulence video was one of the main things that she was canceled over, right? Um, there were two instances that supposedly she mentioned that she was canceled over. And the opulence video was one of them. So we're going to discuss that right quick. This is the one where she had Buck Angel read a 10-second clip. And people had a problem with her platforming Buck Angel. 
And um, so this was one of the main things she was supposedly canceled over. But just this video alone had 10,600 comments. And I scrolled through here for like 20 minutes looking for any criticism. And I couldn't find any. I doubt very seriously she's going through here and deleting criticism. Um, so th this narrative that it was a large percentage of people who were shitting on consequence over this is just not true because I went out and looked. And so she has 10,000 comments on here, right? Just the first comment alone has 2.8K likes, 1.2K likes. These are people kissing her ass, right? Loving her stuff, 1.9K likes. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people left comments in support of her. Tens of thousands, in fact. And then I went to Reddit, looked at the, the video postings of this video. Another tens of thousands of people loving it, complimenting her, had her back. Went to Twitter, right? Search for ContraPoints, opulence. Tens of thousands of people love it. Love you, ContraPoints is the best ever. This video is great. No problem. And then of the tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of people who were in total of supporting her, loving her, a very small, tiny amount of people were actually trashing her over, trashing her over the Buck Angel situation. Almost nobody gave a shit, to be honest with you. Compared to the whole of the people who were commenting, a, it was a very small minority. So and the way I wish she would have framed this video would have been something like, Hey, I want to talk about how I got trashed. Okay, people want to say I canceled, but I wasn't actually canceled because this didn't really have any long-term effects. I'm more popular now than I was before I was canceled. I have more money now um, on my Patreon. I'll show you here. Let's take a look at our Patreon here. Um, Contra points Patreon earnings. Yeah, here she is from, let's say, the last three months. There's always a little uh, dip at the beginning of the month, but here you go, boom, 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 and then boom, an all-time high right now, before she got canceled. So, you know, I got canceled, and I have more money now than I ever have, so, uh, and the amount of comments I'm getting on video, the amount of love I'm getting is actually accelerated, it's more than it was before I got canceled. Uh, the rate that my videos are getting viewed is actually a faster rate than it was before I got canceled. So, I just want to make this clear that the vast, vast majority of tens of tens of tens of thousands of people showed me love, were in support of me, were not shitting on me. But of that, a very, very tiny percentage of people were shitting on me and trashing me over this. Uh, I wish you would have framed it that way. Because when you don't frame it that way, it seems almost a little bit dishonest. Like anybody can go pick out the 1% of people that are shitting on you. And then of that 1%, the absolute worst comments and then post them like that was tens of thousands of people who were feeling that way. And then claim they got canceled. Like I could do that, like literally any video I've made, I can do that. I can go through any video and I can just ignore all the love I've received and pick out the bad comments and post them only without telling you the vast majority of the comments I got were love. And then say, see how hard I was canceled by everybody? Like pick out any Jordan Peterson video I've ever done. Half the comments are people shitting on me. I could post all that shit and say, see, I was canceled by Jordan Peterson fans. No doubt, when I'm done with this video, ContraPoints fans who have a problem with me saying that I don't think she was canceled will come here and shit on me. The vast majority of people are going to love this video. The vast majority of people are going to leave me kind comments. But I could go through and I could pick out the very small amount of people that are shitting on me who are ContraPoints fans. And I could post them in a video and say, see, I got canceled by ContraPoints fans. Anybody can do this. And in my opinion, that's not, it's 
not really an honest way to frame the narrative here, because when you do it this way, you're feeding into this right-wing narrative that the monolith left is out of control and canceling everybody, and they're eating their own. They ate contrapoints. They can't even fucking get behind their own people. But it's like 99% of the people are on her side. 99% of the people are leaving kind comments and supporting her, and it's a very, very minor subsection that are actually trashing her. And so you have to frame this thing in, the, in an honest light, in my opinion. And, and I think she kind of, you know, didn't do that, in my opinion. But like I said, that's a mal-critique. It's a mal-critique. Um, the reason it's frustrating is because you see so many left-wing people who watch this video who are now buying into cancel culture, you know. I had people message me and say, I didn't think cancel culture was real, Dusty. I believed you when you said cancel culture wasn't real. And then I watched this ContraPoints video, and now I think the left has lost their mind. I believe in cancel culture. And so... So many of these tens of thousands or you know, hundreds of thousands of people that watch this video who are on the left are now going to buy more into this left-wing cancel culture talking point or this right-wing, I'm sorry, this right-wing cancel culture talking point when they hear it and it's going to be harder to defend. So in that way, I, I don't really like the way this video was done. But that's, that's my mild critique of the video. Other than that, I actually thought it was a, a good video. Entertaining. Um, she, uh, she pointed out where they canceled James Charles who is a, uh, an influencer who makes makeup tutorials. But once again, he was canceled. But if you actually look now, he has more subscribers than he had before he was canceled. I guess I'm calling him a he. I think his pronouns are he, him. I think he identifies as a, as a male. But if not, I'm sorry. But anyway, and he's making more money now than he did before he was canceled. See, what happens a lot of time with this whole cancellation thing, like I said, is, yes, it can temporarily lose you subscribers, but when people find out, about the cancellation, you get so much press, like ContraPoints, got so much press from her being canceled. I did videos on it before in the past, so many other people did videos on it on the past. She gets press, and that press actually helps her in the long run. So being canceled actually helps these people, which makes me say cancel culture doesn't actually exist. At least the most of the examples they give are bullshit. Um, and this is a bullshit example, too, in my opinion, of cancel culture. Now, was he shit on the trash? Yeah, he was shit on the trash. Mostly, it seemed like he was shown in the trash by a rival company who was uh, another, he's a millionaire who was trashed by another millionaire who was mad because he was selling products from somebody else instead of them, and so they weren't making money. All, all this is just capitalistic bullshit, to be honest with you. Um, and I, I, can I, did I even show you the, bu yeah, Buck Angel came to my, uh, came to my Twitter and left this message. I said, in my opinion, it's important to make a distinction between cancel culture, which is primarily a right-wing narrative that doesn't actually exist, and trash culture, which is where people trash others for sport without actually really caring about the underlying disagreement. And I do agree, trash culture is, is a minor problem. It's not nearly as big of a problem as everybody's pointing it out to be. Yes, I know ContraPoints being trashed by 1% of her fans uh, was made her distraught hurt her feelings, upset her. I understand that. I'm not saying it has no effect. I'm just saying the effect of all this is being blown out to make the left look bad. And I think instead of calling it cancel culture, I think we should call it trash culture and distance ourselves from the right-wingers who want to spread this cancel culture narrative, in my opinion. But anyway, and so uh, somebody pointed out that ContraPoint just released a video about being canceled, which obviously I know that's what I was referring to. 
And Buck Angel says, the same people who want you to accept them do not accept others. Go figure. I guess he's uh, meaning that trans people who want you to accept them don't accept him for his opinions that to them seem to be invalidating their experience and their identity. So I kind of see where he's coming from, but at the same time, it'd just be better if he clarified his position, if he is true scum or a transmedicalist or not. And now that he's commented to me, maybe I'll ask him myself like ContraPoint should have done. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I don't know if anybody actually cares about that. He, he may not even fucking answer me. Who knows? Um, anyway, so there are a few more... Uh, criticisms of ContraPoints video, but like, I looked, ContraPoints was immediately trending on Twitter when her video came out, which means obviously she was canceled. When you're trending on Twitter, as soon as your video came out, you're so canceled, aren't you? It's just so silly. No, you're not canceled. You're totally famous. You're more famous than you were before. Anyway, so I read, like, I maybe spent four hours reading every tweet, well, not every one of them, but every one for four hours in the hashtag ContraPoints. And like I said, 99% of them were supporting her. It was almost all universal love, but there were a very few minor amount of these that were criticism. So I thought, well, I would just go find the, the ones that were actually criticism and see if they're just outright disgusting, vile, trashing her criticism, or if they're valid criticism that she should actually take to heart. And this is one of the ones I found. Contra, literally in her new video, points to Buck Angel outing Lana Wachowski and says that it might not be him outing Lana Wachowski. I'm so fucking mad. Basically, I think her point was that he didn't know, he might not have, Buck Angel, when I say he, Buck Angel might not have known Lana Wachowski was actually trans. He might have thought she was just a, a cross-dresser. And so... He outed her for being a cross-dresser, which is different than outing her for being trans, which I don't know if that's the greatest argument in the world, but that seems to be the argument she was kind of making in defense of Buck Angel. So I think that's kind of valid criticism, right? And I think, I don't think this, and the way they put this, I don't think this is hateful or trashing, I think. And that's another problem with this whole narrative of cancel culture that the right is putting out there, is that oftentimes what they call cancel culture is valid criticism. A lot of times these people who are in power these rich-ass celebrities haven't been used to having people who have direct access to them, criticizing them directly to their face. But now things like Twitter have given us direct access where we can just tell these people right to their face what we think about them. And then a lot of times they can't fucking take it. So they're like, oh my God, cancel culture. You can't even say anything these days, blah, blah, blah. And it feeds into the right-wing narrative, you know? I, I think most of the time when cancel culture is brought up, it's valid criticism. They're just trying to hand wave away. And this might be an example, I don't know. It depends on what you guys think. But anyway, um, she literally seems she she literally says it seems like he was outing her, but maybe that's not what he thought he was doing, and then goes on a long aside about getting to the bottom of it. And then says that anyone actually getting to the bottom of it is a creep who invades people's personal lives. And she did kind of say that. She said that trying to get to the bottom of it made her feel creepy. And she and she actually also mentioned that doing that is the same kind of thing that fascists do, which I thought was a bad argument, in my opinion. Um, so anyway, I think some of this criticism is valid. I don't think this rises to the level of trash culture where they're trashing her. But even like this had 161 likes out of the like tens of thousands of likes, anything that were saying positive things about her that we're getting. This is a very very minor subset of people. So to claim that, oh my God, a huge percentage of the left canceled her. It's just not true. It's, I can't pretend. I like her. 
you know, I'm a supporter, but I can't pretend like I believe this is true when I don't believe it's true, because it's not true. It's, you can look, right? So anyway, let's see if I found any other, I think that was mainly, like, I looked and looked so much for criticism, and I didn't find much, to be honest with you. Yeah, Christy Alcity asked about why she didn't just ask Buck Angel directly, which I agree with. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's about all I want to say about you. I agree with what Sad Marsh says here, right? I think that the term cancel culture is beyond tainted, and people should fucking stop using it, as it is it reinforces right-wing paranoid narrative shit. And that's exactly how I feel about it, too. I think she has done the right, in a way, uh, a favor here by this video. And I've already seen, like I said, I've already seen the right-wing use this as a cudgel to attack the left, the monolith left, for canceling contrapoints when it's just not true. The vast majority of the people love her, kissed her ass over it. So anyway, I guess that's all I'm going to say about the ContraPoints video. How long did I talk about it? Talked about that for 30 minutes, so that's good on that. Let me read the Super Chat, see what you guys had to say. You guys agree with me? Am I right? Am I wrong? Am I full of shit? Is ContraPoints better than me in every way human being could be better than everybody else? I know. That's, the truth is, she is. I already know the answer to that. And Aspatch, always the first super chat made. Thank you, Ann Aspatch. How you doing? Hey, Dusty. Hope you had a good holiday season. I was hoping that you might cover the ContraPoints video. Looking forward to the show. Hey, thanks, Ann. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate all your support. Hope you're enjoying the show. Unreally Simeon, $5. Feed some felines. Will I do? I will feed all of the felines. I appreciate that. Kevin Cushing. Dusty, I just want to say I appreciate all you've been doing. Keep fighting the good fight. I will. I do. As long as you guys keep supporting me. As long as I can afford to do this show. It's really important that you super chat me, though. You guys like to support the trusted super chats. Because uh, if I can't afford to do the show, I can't do it anymore. I got to feed the animals. So I'm going to do it as long as you guys support me. And I really appreciate it. Sophie Christina Botha says, I'm trans and no, Natalie isn't a turf or true scum. No, I don't believe Natalie's a turf or true scum either one. I think she's made that very clear. Um, and I do understand why people might have a problem with her not distancing herself further from Buck Angel if it turns out he really is a transmedicalist. I wish that he would just clarify publicly. That would be way better. But I don't think that that means that she herself is true scum or a turf in any way. Um, daughter and I down Ruben Mendez. Thank you, Ruben Mendez. Nick Agarza, $5. Thanks for not being like most atheist YouTubers these days. I can't watch anyone else besides you and Hugo and Jake at this point. Uh, you're dead naming. It's not uh, Hugo and Jake anymore. I shouldn't even say Hugo and Jake. Uh, it's uh, Hannah and Jake now. Hannah has chosen her female name, and uh, Hugo is dead naming now. I know you're not doing it on purpose, but uh, Hannah and Jake, I think. I'm glad to see that Hannah has finally picked the, uh, the name that she feels comfortable with, and all the support in the world to Hannah. Don't let the haters get you down, and a wall in a can, $2. Hey, Dusty, I hope your new year is going very well. Uh, World War, just started World War III, so that's not the greatest thing ever, but I'll be all right, hopefully. Uh, I ain't going to get involved in it. I am going to... Here's the great news. For one, I am too old to be drafted. Hooray for being old as fuck. Boomer power, so I ain't got to worry about that, but like, even if I was eligible to be drafted, what most people don't understand is that Donald Trump just made it to where trans people can no longer serve in the military. So if you get drafted, just become trans. Like, just tell them you're trans or whatever. What are they going to do, right? I already said trans people can't serve. Just change your pronouns. Use that fucking goddamn bigotry against them. Use it for your own benefit. That's what I say. 
Um, incorrigible, delinquent, two dollars or two pounds. Blair White, shoe on head. Tommy Lauren, fuck Mary Kill. Oh God. Huh? Oh God. I guess I would kill Blair White because I think her personality is the worst of them all. I guess I would fuck Tommy Lauren and marry Shoe on Head. I mean, Shoe on Head is the only one that I do have problems with Shoe on Head, but she is way more to the left than the rest of them. And she actually has made positive steps. Not, not as many as I want her to. She hasn't done what I think she should do to make up for the shit she's done. But at least she's done some things, which the other two haven't. So uh, give her a little bit of credit for that. Sophia Christina Botha. Some trans women can't afford facial surgery, etc. I know, right? You guys, or I say guys, you people just want to be accepted for who you feel like you are without having to undergo, you know, painful surgeries or procedures that you don't even feel comfortable with. And that's totally valid, in my opinion. I completely agree with that. Rock. Daniel, hey, Dusty, please shout Dragon Squad of Aurora Mountain. What's up, Dragon Squad of Aurora Mountain? Rock on, you crazy dragons. I don't know what the fuck that's from, but you guys have fun. Labai, $2. Everyone read Henry Rubin's Self-Made Men, a Tran. All right. Check that out if you guys want to. R.R. Bobajitao says $5. As an anti-SJW, why was it easy to overlook facts? I, are you asking me when I was an anti-SJW, why was it easy to overlook facts? Um, I don't know. Probably the same reason it was easy to overlook facts when I was a Christian. You know, I have a lot of biases. I have a lot of blind spots. I still have a lot of biases and blind spots. And you may say, well, what are they? I don't know. If I knew what they were, I'd fix them. But I know I must have them because I keep finding them all the time. So I'm pretty sure I haven't eliminated them all. So, uh, you know, I'm an idiot. Basically, that's what that boils down to. Work in progress, like everybody. Allie, Allie, five dollars. What do you think about Dawkins going on Laura Ingram to complain about cancel culture by SJWs? I think Dawkins is a fucking embarrassment at this point. I think he has undermined so much of the good he has done, and just shown why uh, the atheist community has both a trans problem, a woman problem. Um, he's just, just like when he was uh, calling out those people that did that grief studies hoax, calling them heroes and stuff. It's just, you know, he even at one point promoted a Christian event held by these crazy, crazy Christian cults. So I don't know. Dawkins is just, maybe he just needs to get off social media. Maybe you reach a certain age or you just need to call it a day, in my opinion. I don't know. Anyway, more Super Chats, please. Super Chats are a little light tonight. So if you could help me out with the show, that would be much appreciated. If not, what you gonna do? I hate fucking e-begging, goddammit. Bothers me. And let's check the Facebook chat. I'm streaming to Facebook and Twitch. Cancel culture made Jordan Peterson a famous millionaire. I know, right? I found how to, I figured out how to monetize the left. I figured out how to monetize social justice warriors. Yeah, that's really fucking hard. It's the Streisand effect. I know, right? They weren't actually hurt. Um, he only reads the other chat. I read this chat sometimes. It just takes me a little bit to get over here. But he has so many viewers. There's like three of us. I know no one fucking watches me on Twitch. Twitch is a dead platform. I don't even know why I fucking uh, stream over there. What's up, Husclaw? Um, I watched Dusty on what, YouTube for years, like seven years. I've been on YouTube for 10 years, man. I've been doing this shit forever. I'm old school as fuck. 
I've been working on the internet as my full-time job for almost 25 years now. So, that's pretty cool. All right, let me check the regular chat for you poor motherfuckers who don't super chat me. Let's see what you have to say a little bit. I miss Hannah and Jake's Christian movie reviews. I don't know. Do they stop doing that? They should stop. Or they should start back up. Shoe on head is annoying. Yeah, I don't get it. But, you know. I don't get Blair White either. I don't get any of that shit. So, they're more popular than I am, though. Must be doing something right. Uh -huh. Banana time. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see what else we got up here. All right, not seeing anything out there that's jumping out at me. So let me continue on with the show. As always, like the video. Very important you guys help me. Because uh, as I pointed out on the last show, the best way to get more popular is to be in these YouTube clicks where you basically told the party line and you don't like step out of bounds on the other people in that click. And in, uh, in return, they... Retweet your videos when you make them. They shout you out and stuff. And nobody does that shit for me. So it's very hard to grow my show. So the best way you guys can help me is to tell people about the show. But also like the video and leave comments. Uh, ring that bell. All that kind of stuff really helps. So please, if you can, help me out. I really appreciate it. Dusty, talk about Trump's World War III. I'm going to talk about that next. We're getting there. It's long-form com comic uh, content. Wait for Coastal Dusty left as a movement is harmed by the existence of, or at least the concept of people trying to cancel, even though it doesn't have an adverse effect on individuals. It's optics. Yeah, well, it's optics that the left has to stop feeding into. Like, ContraPoints needs to not feed into these optics. She needs to kind of be, you know, I'd say more honest, but more clear that tens of thousands of people kissed her ass and supported her in a very, very, very ti teeny, tiny, small fraction of them actually for trashing her. And I, I think that would go a long way to clearing up these optics, in my opinion. But she didn't do that, so. Uh, we lost another attack on Iran today. I'm not surprised. I didn't hear about that. But thank you, Dusty. No problem. And I was tweeting. And I was like, hooray! 2020 is almost here. It was like a couple of days for 2020. is here now. And I was like, and Trump is still president. Let's see what's trending on Twitter. Yep, that seems about right. And it was death to America. And uh, it's okay, Toby White. And I was like, well, fuck. Of course. This looks like 2020 is going to be fucking great, doesn't it? Skip out on some of this. Close down, goddammit. Close down all you fucking bullshit. Too many tabs open. Suck a dick in a bad way. And anyway, so then the next day, what's trending on fucking Twitter? World War Three! World War Three! World War Three! I ran! Great. Thanks, Trump. We sure picked the right one to be fucking president. Obviously, the goddamn world is going to end. So basically what happened is that the United States, Trump in particular, decided to murder the second most popular and powerful man in Iran. This is basically the equivalent of Iran assassinating Mike Pence, our vice president, right? It's... Uh... In my opinion, pretty much, uh, what is the word I'm looking for here? Um, it's an escalation of war is what it is. You know, it's an act of war that he did here. Like I said, wow, we just assassinated the head of Iranian military with a drone strike, which I'm pretty sure is an act of war. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, act of war. Three days into 2020, and we're already involved in another war. So that's cool. 
And I predict that zero Republican politicians will ask how we're going to pay for it. And that's always the fucking way it is. I hadn't seen a single one of them say, oh my God, we can't go to war with Iran. How are we going to pay for that? You know, we just had the papers released. The Washington Post just did a huge expose on how we've been lied to. No one's even talking about it. It, it barely made a blip because we're so distracted with all kinds of other bullshit, right? Like ContraPoints being canceled. But they released all the records showing that we've spent all these trillions of dollars on this war and we're being lied to about how badly it's going and even the troops on there don't know what the fuck's going on or how we're even supposed to win or what the objectives are, any of that, right? Never anybody questioning how to pay for that. So now here we go, another fucking war. Another escalating of violence. And when it comes to murdering people, never a question of how we're going to pay for it. But you bring up, oh my God, 45,000 Americans are dying each year from lack of health care. Kids are dying of cancer from lack of health care. Fucking homeless people all over the fucking place. We should stop this. Well, how are we going to pay for it? When it comes to helping people, helping the most vulnerable in society, the evil always question how we're going to pay for it. But when it comes to war and death and murder, plenty of money, unlimited money. Hey, money's just a social construct. Print more of it. Kill them all. And, you know, we are the bad guys, folks. America is not a great country. We're just not. America's never been a great country. We're still not a great country. Are we the baddies? Yes, we're the baddies. So anyway, needless to say, uh... People didn't take well to uh, President Trump assassinating what is the equivalent of Joe Biden in Iran, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine what would happen if Iran assassinated Joe Biden? Would that be an act of war? Would we fucking, we'd probably nuke them, right? We'd be in there fucking right now. Absolutely an escalation of war. See, here's what happened, folks. We had a nuclear treaty with Iran, and Trump specifically wants to escalate hostilities between us and Iran because he wants to start war. I'm going to show you the clips in a minute where he was talking about uh, Obama and how Obama wants to get reelected and how Obama is going to start war with Iran because that's a great way to get reelected. It's exactly what he's doing. He was doing everything he could to escalate the situation. So he pulls out of the nuclear treaty, and then he imposes incredibly crippling sanctions that harmed not only the government in Iran, but the people, right? He was trying to create terrorism, trying to create anti-American sentiment. And then when it happens, when it actually happens and they're fucking frustrated with America and try to do something about it, then it uses that as an excuse to fucking assassinate what is the equivalent of their vice president in order to accelerate the violence even more. Knowing exactly what's going to happen when he does that. Exactly what's going to happen. They're going to retaliate. They're already saying we're going to retaliate. That's exactly. We're going to retaliate like you've never fucking seen for you doing this. And then once they retaliate, he's going to use that as an excuse to go to war. And the, and the Republicans will be on Fox News. Tommy Lauren will be out there. Once, once Iran retaliates and attacks something that's a terrorist attack on some kind of American base or something. Because we murdered their vice president, basically. Then people like Tommy Lauren being like, oh my God, we should go out there and nuke them all. We should kill them all. You liberals, you think they should just be able to commit terrorist attacks and kill Americans without any repulsion whatsoever. No, motherfucker, we are accelerating this. We are trying to make them do this and then punishing them for doing the thing we want them to do because this country wants endless war. Evil men like Trump actually think being wartime presidents help them. They don't give a fuck how many brown people they kill. He is a fucking white supremacist. If he can kill a million brown people and help him get reelected by a point or two, he don't give a fuck. He's a fucking sociopath. 
absolutely one of the most evil fucking human beings. And of course, uh, AOC, God love her, came out in opposition. Said, last night the president engaged in what is widely being recognized as an act of war against Iran. Yep. One that now risks the lives of millions of innocent people. Yep. They murdered almost a million people in Iraq. Like at least, I think 500,000 of them were civilians. 500,000 civilian casualties because of our war in Iraq. And somehow, we're not terrorists? They're like, Dusty, the general he assassinated was a terrorist. How the fuck are we not terrorists? How the fuck is Trump not a terrorist when the Marines go over and commit war crimes? They come back. They get convicted of the war crimes they committed. And Trump pardons them. How is that not terrorism? But it's easy to label anybody a terrorist. And then whatever you do to them is justified immediately. That's how you dehumanize your opponent. That's how you beat the fucking drum beats of war. And it works beautifully. Because when you say, I don't think we should go to war, all people like Tommy Lauren have to say is, oh my God, you think terrorists should be able to kill Americans without do you doing anything about it? You weak goddamn liberals. We, I, like some of us see through that, but conservatives are not sophisticated enough to see through that. It works incredibly well. Anyway, ALC says, uh, now is the moment to prevent war and protect innocent people. The question for many is how publicly and congressionally. Yep. Get that motherfucker out of there. Impeach that motherfucker. It's not going to happen, I know, because the, the House or the House or the uh, Senate, whichever one has to do the trial, is on Trump's team. They basically said they're not going to have an impartial trial. They're just going to do whatever the fuck he wants to do and they're going to acquit him. They don't really give a shit. It's obvious he's doing this because he wants to get reelected and distract from his impeachment. They're already talking about it, too. They're already talking about how they want to, uh, conservatives on conservative media are talking about how now that we're about to go to war with Iran, we have to postpone the impeachment hearings because you can't impeach a president during a time of war like this. Just so transparent on what the fuck they're doing. And so I even agree with Michael Moore here. I don't always agree with Michael Moore, but he's like, Hello, fellow Americans. Do you know this man? Most people don't. I didn't. I had no idea who this guy was before Trump assassinated him. I had to go look up and see what he did. And I'm not saying this is a great guy, folks. I'm not saying this is a guy who hasn't done bad things. I'm saying that he is the equivalent of the vice president of Iran. And by assassinating him, you've committed an act of war that's going to lead us to war, which is not an amazing thing. Bad. Bad. Going to cost us trillions of dollars. We're already bankrupting our country. I'm going to show you in a minute. How Trump said he was going to solve the budget crisis, the deficit, going to do it very quickly and easily. And now he has accelerated it far more than Obama ever did, like 60% more than Obama did. So they don't really give a shit. He wants to accelerate the bankrupting of this country. Hello, fellow Americans. Do you know this man? Do you know he was our, your enemy? What? Never heard of him? By the end of the day, you will be trained to hate him. You will be glad Trump had him assassinated. You will do as you are told. Get ready to send your sons and daughters off to war. And that's what's going to happen. You think Donald Trump Jr. is going to go to war? You think Eric Trump's going to go to war? You think Ivanka Trump's husband is going to go to war? You think little Baron Trump is going to go to war? Fuck no. It's going to be your poor ass sons and daughters that go to war and be killed over this bullshit. Why? So Trump can get reelected. So a megalomaniac can maintain his power. And you guys, you bootlickers, will fucking eat this up. You will swallow it hook, line, and sinker. It's already fucking happening. And Kyle Kalinske says, How the fuck do you even begin to sell the idea 
of assassinating the frontline leaders against ISIS to the American public. And that's what this guy was. This guy was one of the frontline's leader trying to fight ISIS. By killing them, you do help ISIS, right? Just like by betraying the Kurds, you help ISIS. Trump has already declared victory over ISIS. Declared, oh, we've destroyed ISIS 100%, but no. He's literally trying to resuscitate ISIS so they could commit more terrorist attacks so that he could go attack them back and look like this big hero, of, you know, war president, basically. He wants to be the new George Bush because he saw how politically uh, beneficial it was to George Bush to wage war. What are you guys doing in there? Sorry, I'm getting distracted by the cats. Anyway, I agree with Cal Kalinske here. I'm not saying that guy was a good guy, but he was fighting ISIS. This definitely does help ISIS. And, uh, and they're already, of course, putting out the propaganda. Pentagon! Soleimani was planning attacking on U.S. diplomats and service members in Iraq. No evidence whatsoever released. This is exactly what they did with the war in Iraq. Here we go, baby. Saddam worked with bin Laden and had weapons of mass destruction. You know, wagging the dog, that's what they call this. They just put out whatever propaganda they can to try to do to trick people into believing what they're doing is justified. I didn't see a lot of evidence of this being true. And even if I did see evidence, I'm still not sure that assassinating him is the best move here, in my opinion. Really would have to be convinced of that. And Congress wasn't told about this attack. Congress wasn't told they were going to assassinate what is the equivalent of the vice president of Iran. Our own government didn't know. But do you know who was told? Do you know who did know? Israel. Israel is told things by our, gov by our president, by the White House, that our own Congress is not told. So when you talk about America first, it's not America first, folks. It's absolutely not America first. It's Israel first. That's the way it's always been, right? We give how many billions of dollars to Israel every year? And their citizens have universal health care. We help pay for their universal health care. Don't, don't tell me, Dusty, the money we give to them helps them buy weapons and stuff. Usually the weapons come from America. Don't, don't fucking come at me with that shit, okay? The money they save on not having to buy weapons is used to give their citizens health care. If we didn't give them all those billions of dollars, they'd have to actually spend their money on those weapons and they couldn't afford to get their citizens health care. So we are basically paying for their citizens health care. It's like if you loan somebody $100 and then you see them the next day with a huge bag of weed and they're like, why did you buy weed with the money I gave you? And they're like, no, man, I paid my rent with the $100 you gave me. This $100 I bought weed with was my money. No, that's bullshit. We care about Israel more than we do our own citizens. We absolutely do. Well, the government does anyway. Um, it's obvious. So anyway, yeah, Israel knew before our Congress did. Par for the fucking course. I wish it was only the Republicans who behaved this way, but it's not. The Republicans are worse about it, but uh, the Democrats still fall over the, all of themselves to support the Israeli government. And of course, after Trump assassinates the equivalent of the vice president of Iran, what does he do? He tweets out this fucking... Uh, what looks like clip art, this low-res version of the American flag, because America, yeah, I just started World War III, America, yeah, hell, goddamn China and Russia just had military drills with Iran, they all had these drills together because they're all allied together, and so we just attacked one of the biggest allies of 
China and fucking Russia. We just attacked one of the strongest military groups in the entire fucking world. Here's an American flag for you folks. Hooray, America. And look, I guarantee you, almost 700,000 likes for this bullshit, folks. People sucking his dick. I mean, it's just crazy. It's so depressing, Like, but I, I almost sound like a psychopath saying that I, I try not to take this stuff too seriously because it'll be too depressing. But I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's so above board evil that it's hard to really take it seriously because if you do, you're going to go fucking insane in my opinion. And uh, This is what the Pentagon had to say. This is how stupid this whole fucking thing is. The Pentagon says this strike was aimed at deterring future attack plans. Is there anybody on earth that got in believes that? Can you imagine if Iran assassinated Vice President Pence, Mike Pence, and they said the reason we assassinated Mike Pence is because we wanted to deter the United States from attacking us in the future. That's the dumbest shit ever. If you assassinated Mike Pence, you know we're going to attack you repeatedly over it. You know it's going to accelerate the attacks like you've never fucking possibly imagined. How could anybody fucking believe this shit? The exact opposite is going to happen. It's so fucking... It's, it's insulting. This shit is insulting to any thinking person's intelligence. Why are people not furious about this? I mean, I guess some of them are, but... Frustrating as fuck. Yeah, this strike was aimed at deterring future attacks. By the Pentagon's own logic, if Iran retaliates, the strike mission failed its key goal. Remember that. And they are going to retaliate, folks. They're absolutely going to retaliate. Hey, you want some uh you want some examples of this? Well, on Twitter, as soon as Trump killed what is the equivalent of the Iranian vice president, the hashtag hard revenge went viral. It started trending. With all kinds of people from Iran tweeting stuff like, This terrorist attack of U.S. killing Kasim was a grave mistake of real Donald Trump. Our respond will be hard. Hard revenge is coming. They're talking out, right out about it, folks. We've created, there's 80 million people in Iran. We've created millions of terrorists by doing this. Millions of people who want to kill us now. And that was the goal. That was the absolute goal. This government wants to cause this to happen. Here's another one. Coming soon. Here's flags draped over American soldiers' bodies. Yep, hard revenge. They're saying it outright, folks. Here's another one. We will never forget. We will never forgive. We will take a hard revenge. Remember, folks, the Pentagon did this because they want to make sure there are no new attacks in the future. Hmm. Is that true? Here's another one. From today, one by one, this region will no longer be safe for America, ter for American terrorists. We are all ready to fight. Friends and companions, wear your combat clothes. It's time for revenge. Hard revenge. This is exactly what they wanted to happen, folks. They wanted to instigate this to happen. It's like walking up to a hornet's nest and saying, I'm going to smack this hornet's nest to make sure hornets never sting me again. And then you smack the hornet's nest and the hornet's nest sting the fuck out of you. It's like you were lying. You knew what was going to fucking happen. Lying, lying, liars who lie. And this didn't age well. Here's a uh, political cartoon by Ben Garrison. It's uh, death 
with a sickle trying to hand Trump the hat of war. We had this made for special for you, and it's got Iran and Iraq on the war hat. And Trump's like, nope, nope, I don't need it. Not my style. Nah. I don't want to go to war. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Big Garrison. Remember when Hillary was the war president? Oh, my God. We elect Hillary. We're going to be at war. Why do you want to go to war, Dusty? Why do you support Hillary over Trump? You motherfuckers. God damn it. You're all so fucking goddamn stupid. Like, at some point, like, I don't want bad shit to happen to me, but it's almost worth bad shit happening to me just because it happened. If, just to make it happen to these other motherfuckers who are so stupid that allow this shit to happen. And here's Tommy Lauren, of course. They hate Donald Trump so much they would defend terrorists before they would support our own freaking country. Yeah. Starting World War III to own the libs. It's exactly what she's saying here. Now for my next act, I'll make Democrats defend Iran. Folks, we're not fucking defending Iran. We're defending how ridiculous it is to kill what is the equivalent of the fucking vice president over an escalation that you fucking started. Bad news, but yet yeah, that's Tommy Lauren. And speaking of how stupid she is, holy fucking shit, man. And also, I want to say, Tommy, when you enlisted, you're still young enough to be enlisted in the military. Do it immediately. Why are people not holding her accountable for being such a fucking hypocrite? I mean, holy shit. Not only is she not going to enlist, she's going to continue to sell her patriotism branded clothing line with American flags all over it. That is still being printed in China, which is the fucking opposite of being a patriot every way. But it's all fake patriotism, folks. It's all an act to sell you shit. And it's amazing that anybody can fucking buy this. And then then here's what she said. Holy fucking shit. I don't want another pointless war in the Middle East. But. But. What the fuck? But. I don't want another pointless war in the Middle East. But. And then she's about to give a reason why she thinks it might be okay for another pointless war in the Middle East. Yeah, I don't want to spend trillions of dollars pointlessly in the Middle East and kill millions of innocent people. But one thing has to be clear. You don't fuck with the United States. That shit flies under Obama, but not under Donald Trump. Hell yeah. I don't want to start pointless wars, but you fucked with us. So we got to start pointless wars and spend trillions of dollars. We can't have you thinking you can fuck with us. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. Let's bankrupt our country over it. We're the bad guys, folks. For keeping score at home, we're the fucking bad guys. Now, just because we're the bad guys doesn't mean that Iran is not also the bad guys. Doesn't mean that Iraq is not also the bad guys. Just because we're not the good guys doesn't mean that there has to be good guys. Okay, that's what the shitty part of this whole thing. Craziness. And uh, people are like, but... Iran was attempting to increase its geopolitical sphere of influence in the region. We had to attack them because they were trying to increase their geopolitical sphere of influence in the region. Look at this shit. Here's Iran. Here's the U.S. military bases surrounding Iran all over the fucking place. Now imagine being such a hypocrite. You claim that when they attack you, it's because they're evil terrorists. Right? But when you attack them, it's because uh, they're attempting to increase their geopolitical sphere of influence in the region and getting away with it. And have the American people go like, yeah, that seems logical. Hey, they're brown and they're Muslim. Fuck them, am I right? Like I used to think Islamophobia wasn't a real thing, but it absolutely is. Even though I'm not a huge fan, obviously, in any way of Islam, there is still a, a fear of Islam 
that allows people to allow war crimes, murder, death to happen to these people unjustly because most of them are absolutely innocent. They absolutely are. Most of them are law-abiding citizens who are innocent and good people. And America turns a blind eye on most of this because they are Muslim, because we have this Islamophobia, in my opinion. And I myself helped spread this in the past. I hopefully I can make up for it. Hopefully I can use the same platform that I use to spread some of this shit to make up for it. Do my own little part. And of course, you guys will be no surprised. There's a tweet for everything. Trump basically projected everything he was doing, everything he was going to do in the future in his past tweets about Obama, right? Here's his past tweets about Obama. In order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. Not that Obama's po now that Obama's poll numbers are in a tailspin, watch for him to launch a strike in Libya or Iran. He is desperate. I predict that Obama will at some point attack Iran in order to save face. Remember what I had previously said? Obama will someday attack Iran in order to show how tough he is. Don't let Obama play the Iran card in order to start a war in order to get elected. Be careful, Republicans. Remember that I predicted a long time ago that President Obama will attack Iran because of his inability to negotiate properly? Not skilled. In order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. Remember what I previously said? Obama will someday attack Iran in order to show how tough he is? I always said Barack Obama will attack Iran in some form prior to the election. In order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. And of course... Tweets aren't even fucking good enough, folks. There's video of it. There's video. Let's have a look. Holy shit, it's hard to believe this is real life. So depressing. Our president will start a war with Iran because he has absolutely no ability to negotiate. He's weak and he's ineffective. We have a real problem in the White House. So, I believe that he will attack Iran sometime prior to the election because he thinks that's the only way he can get elected. Isn't it pathetic? Yes. Our president... Yes, it is beyond pathetic. You're a war criminal. You're a mass murderer. You're going to cause the deaths of not only untold numbers of Iraqis and Iranians, but also the American people. And he does not give a fuck. And you can show this to conservatives. You can show this to them, and they don't care. None of this is about the actual policies. None of these are actually about the words this man are saying. The entire thing is based on pettiness. Donald Trump makes the people we've declared our enemies, the liberals, upset. So we support him no matter what the fuck he does. It's just evil. The conservative party is fucking evil, folks. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'll say it fucking straight out. They're God, these people are goddamn evil. There's, there's just no two ways about it at this point. And uh, I agree with this. Whatever happens next, understand and never stop pointing out that Donald Trump walked into office with no crisis in Iran. True. We, we had a, uh, uh, what is it? a contract, basically, with Iran, right? We had a treaty with Iran, a nuclear treaty with Iran that Trump imploded in order to start this crisis. He then filled his cabinet with warmongers, walked away from multilateral diplomatic accord, and purposely engaged in maximum pressure. He owns this. He did this on purpose. Totally agree with Stephen Miles here, and and it's been two days. I guess uh, I guess Eric Trump knew what was going to happen. I guess he knew that we were going to assassinate the equivalent of the vice president of Iran. So he tweeted out that America was going to open a big old can of whoop ass. But also on New Year's Eve, Melania Trump literally said this. Peace on the world. Peace on the world. I want peace on the world. Well, 
Are you going to speak out about it now, now that your husband has pretty much started World War III? Are you going to say anything about it? No, of course not, because these people are so fucking hypocritical in every way. Their words don't match their actions in any way, and nobody cares. They know, they know, they know they're never going to be held accountable, so what's, what's the point? Why, why even try? Why even pretend like you have any kind of integrity whatsoever? But then her husband, Cheeto Mussolini, basically corrects her, and watch what he says. Lisa's right, but I'm, I'm not sure you're supposed to say a resolution out loud. Okay, so we don't want to, I don't want to say what my resolution is because I think we jinx it, all right? Yeah, that's fucking birthday wishes, dumbass. That's not New Year's resolutions. This guy is so stupid. How is this fucking guy the leader of the free world? This is so dangerous. It's so fucking dangerous. Folks, that's why I threw my body against the gears of the machine and did everything I could fucking possibly try to do to stop this from happening. Stop this motherfucker from getting elected, okay? I tried, goddammit. It's fucking so frustrating. All these motherfuckers who let this goddamn shit happen, just get away with it. Nobody holds them accountable. The fucking anti-SAW community who fucking ushered this motherfucker in. Nobody holding this goddamn motherfuckers accountable. It's so irritating. All right, calm down, Dustin. Calm down. All right, and anyway... About done with the fucking Trump coverage. But just it's a scandal after scandal after scandal. There's so many scandal fo scandals, folks, that like people don't even notice anymore. Like even the most giant scandals in the world don't even get talked about because it's like we're just exhausted with it at this point. It's the most corrupt, lying president in the history of the nation, and which is exhausting. Sweet mother of Christ, if this is true, the Deutsche Bank case is 100 times more explosive than I ever imagined. The amount of compromise posted by a POTUS owning this kind of money to a Russian state-owned bank. So basically, breaking, a whistleblower told the FBI that Trump's Deutsche Bank loans were backed by Russian state-owned bank, VT Bank. VT Bank was proposed lender for the Trump Tower of Moscow and allegedly funded the Rosneft deal. New Doc Show. So, basically, uh, no bank would touch Trump because he had gone bankrupt so much. So literally state-owned government Russian banks backed Trump's loans for his real estate deals. And he, yet he went in public and said, I have no deals with the Russians. They're literally funded billions of dollars for him. Literally in their back pocket in every way. Yet this dude is going to start a World War III to distract us and cover it up. And we're going to let it happen, folks. It's, it's going to happen. We're going to fucking let this shit happen because this is America. You know, as long as we have our iPhones, as long as we have our fucking Starbucks, as long as we have our porn and can masturbate, and as long as we're comfortable, we'll let these motherfuckers do anything to the rest of the world. We are not the good guys. I, I, I always compare us to Rome. You know, if you're a Roman, it was really good for you. It was just bad for fucking everybody else. And we're the Romans. It's good to be Roman. It's just bad to be another. Oh, folks, goddammit. All right, we're almost done with the Trump. I know this Trump shit is really fucking depressing. But we're almost done talking about it. Just further example of how they don't give a shit. Like, the Republicans don't give a shit about their rhetoric. All they did was talk about for years. Even my own mom talked about it for years. Oh, my God. The deficit. The deficit. We're fucking $21 trillion in debt. Obama's accelerating the deficit so much. And then when Trump gets in office, accelerates it far faster than anybody else has ever done. It's crickets. It's crickets. No one gives a shit. My old mom, I'll tell her about it. She's like, well, Obama, Obama did it too. Who cares, right? Who cares about deficits? It's just, it's all a dog and pony show. No one gives a shit. Let's have a look. This will create for our workers, and that's what we want, for our workers, 
growth for our economy, and begin reducing our budget deficits, which are massive. Yearly budget deficits, massive. Think of it, almost $800 billion, all this work, all this everything, and we have a deficit of almost $800 billion. To all Americans, I say it's time for change. It's time for leadership. I got to get rid of $19 trillion in debt. I think I can do it fairly quickly. I would say over a period of eight years. No member of Congress should be eligible for re-election if our country's budget is not balanced. Deficits not allowed. If you were the president, how long would it take you to erase the U.S. debt deficit? Not very long. The deficit of Barack Obama had the highest in America's history. Why is he bankrupting our country? Our $17 trillion national debt and $1 trillion yearly budget deficits are a national security risk of the highest order. Now our order. deficit is so humongous, nothing's going to matter. I mean, the only thing that's going to pay off our deficit is having a raging great economy, which under my tax plan, I think we're going to have a really dynamic economy. That's what we have to do. Yep, tax cuts will increase the budget deficit by $1 trillion. Over 10 years, according to the Nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation. He's accelerated the deficit 60% over what Obama did. But it just doesn't matter. They can just say anything. They can literally say anything. They're never held accountable. Republicans simply don't give a fuck. That's what it boils down to. It's just pettiness. Oh, my God. Look how much Trump triggers the left. He's awesome, isn't he? Oh, my God. Best president ever. Look how upset they are that he's destroying the world. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're evil. What else can I say about you, motherfuckers? Um, all right, I guess we'll stop. Well, I'll do a couple more. Let's talk about uh, Bernie Sanders, right? And I agree with Cody Johnston. And also, I saw Cody Johnston. Uh, he almost seemed to backpedal a little bit. This is go this is kind of a side point. When ContraPoints came out with her video about cancellation, you know, Cody had put out a previous video explaining in great detail, a brilliant video about why cancel culture is not really true. And it almost seemed like after ContraPoints put out her video, he took a step back and said that he wasn't talking about people like her. But don't take a step back, Cody. You're right. ContraPoints was not canceled. The exact same thing you said about people like uh, Louis C.K., who was supposedly so canceled because he masturbated in front of women who didn't want to masturbate and then basically tried to destroy their careers for speaking out about it. Did numerous sold-out shows after that. It's still a millionaire. Wasn't actually canceled. Same with like Dave Chappelle, like I already mentioned, and Louis, all these people, right? And ContraPoints is the same. Wasn't actually canceled and making more money now than before, right? So don't back don't don't backstep on that, in my opinion, Cody. Hold your guns. But anyway, also I feel kind of bad because I think I'm sort of sexually harassing Cody Johnson because I always talk about how hot. I'm just kidding, of course, and how he's my real-life fake husband and whatnot. Maybe I should lay off a little bit on that because I don't want him to feel like I'm sexually harassing him or whatever. I'm sure he's got a good sense of humor about it. But anyway, uh, only one candidate talks like this. How is there even a question? And Bernie's like, when I voted against the war in Iraq in 2002, I feared it would lead to a greater destabilization of the region. That fear, unfortunately, turned out to be true. Yes, it did. It caused ISIS to happen. It's exactly what ISIS was formed for. The U.S. has lost approximately 4,500 brave troops, tens of thousands, and been wounded, and we've spent trillions, trillions, folks, enough money to eradicate homelessness and give us all medical care and feed all the hungry children in the world, but we'd rather kill people for no reason at all. Trump's dangerous escalation brings us closer to another disastrous war in the Middle East that could cost countless lives and trillions more dollars. Trump promised to end 
endless wars, but this action puts us on the path to another one. Yep, it does. Which is why he'll probably get reelected, folks. Because we're not a great country. Like, literally, I think Bernie is our last hope. Help us, Bernie. You're our last hope. But I'm trying not to be hopeless, but it just feels hopeless sometimes. It really does. And I thought this was a funny comment, too. John, Donald Trump Jr.'s wife looks like if he tried to draw Melania from memory, and that's what she does. It's like, okay, take this photo away. Now draw her. Yeah. So close. They definitely have a type. A scary-ass type, in my opinion. Too much Botox. That's just me, folks. And uh, Another example of Donald Trump Jr. They're going to use this picture forever. Like, whoever this person is, they should pay royalties. This person has made a billion dollars for the anti-SGW and the right. They use this one picture over and fucking over again, and they will forever. 50 years, they're still going to use this one picture to pwn liberals. And he's like, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. 2016 people were triggered. 2017 people were triggered. 2018 people were triggered. 2020 people are still triggered. Everybody's triggered. Dude, you literally had a meltdown last week over some Canadian channel removing your dad from Home Alone 2 in 2014, you colossal fucking baby. No one is more triggered than you, motherfuckers. The hypocrisy is just so annoying. Having them be full out. They don't even have to hide their fucking hypocrisy. They can just be full out hypocritical and their side's like, yeah, you go, boy. Own those libs. It's just about pettiness. It's all about pettiness from evil people. It's what the entire fucking party is built. And then, of course, it's the party of Christians. Shocker. The people who, for 2,000 years, have told you you're going to be tortured forever if you don't join their cult actually turned out to be evil. Who could have possibly have seen that coming? Anyway, I guess I'm going to stop there for a second and read the Super Chats. What you guys got to have to say in the Super Chats? Let's see. Sorry, I didn't know Hannah's transitioning. Thanks. Hey, no problem. It's an honest mistake. I'm glad that I, I didn't actually know. I saw a tweet that called the show Hannah and Jake, and I was like, oh, okay, well, clearly, you know, they, uh, she has decided what her name is going to be, so I'm not going to dead name her if I can help it. I'm glad I can educate you guys on that a little bit so you can uh, be uh, responsible in how you uh, respond to me. Cool. DM Collins, 666. Hey, awesome. Got any tips for convincing white people who think they're oppressed for being white that white privilege is real? Um, it's hard because, you know, everybody wants to play the victim. Especially, and some people deserve to play the victim. Some people are the victims in our society. But when the one class of society who has absolutely not been victimized for the color of their skin plays the victim, there's nothing more pathetic than that. So I had somebody say that other day to me. I'm so disappointed that Dusty thinks privilege is real. And I, I, I honestly think that if I could talk to them for five minutes, I could convince them privilege is real. All I, all I have to say is, look, do we admit that rich people have an advantage over poor people? You have to. I, I can't imagine anybody doesn't think rich people have an advantage over poor people. And obviously, there's been many studies done that show the number one factor that predicts your success in life is how much money you start with. And so then I just say, well, did you know that black people, on average, have 10 times less wealth than white folks, mostly because of hundreds of years of oppression have caused black people to earn less money, and that causes them to be able to leave less money to their family, and they inherit less money overall. And so now they're in a position where they have 10 times less wealth than white people. 
So if you already admitted that rich people have more of an advantage over poor people, then you can see how if white people, on average, have 10 times more wealth than black people does, then that would be a privilege, right? Right off the fucking bat. Now, that's not saying every fucking white person has a rosy life. No one is saying that. That's not what privilege is about. Privilege is basically saying that, in general, you're not harmed because you're white. You're rewarded for it. Now, that doesn't mean your life's going to be smooth sailing. doesn't mean you're going to have everything handed to you. It just means that one thing doesn't really set you back and usually is beneficial to you. And it just seems so obvious that it's true that it's hard to believe anybody could argue against that. But, of course, they do because everybody wants to pretend like, oh, my God, I'm so downtrodden. Oh, my God. So pathetic. Anyway. Fearless Astrid Hopperson, $2. Dusty, what was your opinion of It Chapter 2? I only watched part of it. Like, I don't like clown movies, and I thought that movie was kind of just not really my thing. I'm not really into horror, to be quite honest with you. But thank you for that. I appreciate that. $10, nyon, nyor. 10 pounds, even better. I would do well in World War III. I played a ton of COD. You played the Cult of Dusty? What is that game like? I know you're talking about Call of Duty, and hell no, I definitely ain't going to be in no fucking wars, dude. I am not cut out for war. I'm going to be a conscientious objector. I would just kill myself before I go to war. Fuck that shit. Seems awful. But thank you for that. $2. I'm immune to being drafted. Let's go. I guess because you're uh, trans. Is that what you're saying? You're trans. They can't draft you. Yeah. Trans have a superpower now. Thank you, bigots, for giving me the superpower. Hey, here's a rare CC. Let's look at Miss CC. Oh, look at pretty CC. Hey, baby. Get a little kitty therapy here. Thank you for giving me kitty therapy. She has such pretty green eyes. I know. Let's show everybody. You got to show everybody yourself for a few minutes. Let me, let me love on you a little bit. Let me love. Okay. All right. Rejected. Rejected. I don't blame you. I would have rejected me too. Thank you for letting me make you a star for a second, you pretty ass thing, Miss CC. Everybody's like, you got creationist cat? It's not creationist cat, but it is a cat that does look like creationist cat. We named her CC because she looks so similar. Cute as shit. And uh, planer walk, $2 New Zealand. Maybe you could re-record talking points for Iran. Maybe. You guys remember my talking point song? The song, it's not too late, it's not too late. It was actually an anti-war song I wrote about the Iraq war. I guess I could update it. If anybody gave a shit, that's a good idea. And Cam Ruby, $9.99. Thank you, Cam Ruby. That is very, very kind of you. Love you, Cam Ruby. And Viking Bunny gave me $30. Holy shit. Very generous, Viking Bunny. Very generous. 30 for 34 race, little asshole. Really appreciate that. I would buy them a treat in your honor. I need to go later. We're out of dog food. Like, I end up sleeping all day and not going to get them dog food, so we actually had to feed them potatoes. But don't worry. After the show's over, I'm going to go immediately and buy them dog food, and we're going to feed them. But, yeah, we had to feed them some potatoes earlier because we're out of dog food. So, anyway, I will buy some dog food in your honor. Appreciate that, Viking Bunny. That's very, very nice of you. Can't okay, Ruby, another nine ninety nine. I wonder if there's a bunker under Mar-a-Lago. Probably. You know, that dude's got contingency plans in case the brownies ever come from for him, you know. But uh, I don't know what's going to happen, folks. I wouldn't be surprised if they assassinate him. Like, you better watch it, you know. Iran's a serious country. 80 million people there. I don't think they're going to fuck around, to be honest with you. So they better be careful. Proto, $2. Once again, Dusty, you were right. Hells yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. But I do know that you're right in saying that I was right. Because uh, I have a history of that. Of course, I'm just kidding. I'm not always right. But I have had a pretty good track record of being right about things. You know, so Got to give me that. Proto, $2. Skeptics, Hillary bad. Trump won't start wars. I know, right? 
That's all they fucking said. Oh my god, Hillary's gonna start war with Russia. It was literally rushing propaganda that was spreading that because they wanted Trump elected. I tried to call it out, try to tell you motherfuckers, but nope. I just got shit on over and over and over again. What you gonna do? Lobo five dollars. I want to respond to your contrapoints analysis, but I want to say it's too long for SC. Any way to send you an email? Love you. Uh, yeah, you can send me an email. My email is cultofdusty2 at gmail.com, or you can just tweet me. That also works. So, yeah, wonder what you got to say. You didn't like my analysis of contrapoints? I thought I nailed that shit, but maybe I didn't. I'm open to criticism if I'm wrong. Justin Joseph, 499. Trump also wants to impose a 100% tariff on European goods like wine and spirits. My wife works for a wine importer, and this could cost her her job. Yeah, I know, right? America first. He actually pretends like it's the Europeans who pay these tariffs, but it's not. It's Americans. It's taxes on Americans. This is just another tax on Americans. So, <sighs> disgusting in every way. YT Wonder, 20 pounds or 20? I don't know what that symbol is. I think it's a pound or something. Anyway. Very generous. Appreciate that. Great coverage on the Iran crisis, Dusty. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Doing the best I can, man. This stuff actually takes a lot longer than you guys think it does. I know I'm just like winging this shit off the top of my head, but it takes a long time to repair these shows. So I really appreciate the support. People like you, Y2 Wonder. Means a lot. And uh, Scare Configus Garcia, $10. Love the show tonight. As an aside to the terribleness that's happening, any games or music you're really enjoying now? Um... I think my favorite game of the past several years is Slay the Spire. But man, I've played that game so much and I have dominated that game in every way it could be fucking dominated that I kind of burned out on it. So I'm, I'm back to playing a Eternal card game. I, I'm For some reason, I'm into the trading card games and Eternal is actually a really good one. I like it because it has a real robust single player system. I don't really like that much playing against other people because I don't like getting my ass whooped. It feels bad. So uh, that's what I've been playing. As far as music goes, I know it's going to sound uh, <laughs> trendy. But I really like Billie Eilish. Like, I think Billie Eilish puts out good music. I don't know. Like, that's just my opinion. So, anyway. Thank you for that, Scarecombicus Garcia. Really appreciate that. Marshall Pachats, if you guys can. Really appreciate the support. Let's see. What time is it? Ooh, holy shit. 9.31. Goddamn. All right. I need to move along quickly here. Brett Weinstein. <laughs> Weinstein. Brett Weinstein. Intellectual dark web chud ass. God damn it, these guys are so fucking transparent. So obviously now, the intellectual dark web has become more and more conservative as time has gone by because, you know, they understand what side their bread is buttered on. They understand the anti-SJW movement is how they make their money. These are the people that they're grifting on. And so they have to shift further and further to the right. So now he's explaining why he can no longer support Bernie. And this is what he says. I am one of few who supported Bernie Sanders to the end of 2016, I wrote him in. Sad that I can't support him this time due to his embrace of anti-equality social justice faction. It appears President Sanders would be a tool of the DNC. True fairness is a bedrock example. Like, none of this is true. Like, literally, his platform has not changed in any fucking way. It's exactly the same thing it was in 2016. You've changed, Brett Weinstein. You've changed your fucking opinions simply because you, you're getting paid for it. You're a shill who's getting paid by millionaires, to by billionaires, actually, to uh, sell out the public. Because that's what the intellectual dark web does. They are directly funded by these assholes who want to make sure they maintain the status quo 
and you shills will get on your fucking accounts and you will make sure that happens regardless of how hard you have to sell your soul out. This is what, exactly what's happening here. And if it didn't cause them out, let's phrase say for the sake of argument, this is true, even if I disagree. What about his social justice ties results in actual bad policy that is unique to his 2020 run? Great question. Let's see if he has a great answer. Fixing our system requires resources. They will have to come from somewhere. They could be sourced on a rational and fair basis, or they could be extracted from people deemed to be in surplus-based immutable characteristics like skin color. Option two is immoral and jeopardizes like. What policies based on skin color has Bernie Sanders ever put out? He's making it seem like Bernie Sanders has come out with a policy where he's going to take money specifically from white people. It's just lies. Nothing has changed, dude. You're just a fucking piece of shit shill. You frizzy-headed fuck. It's amazing. And, and classical liberal is dead on here. Brett Weinstein's grievances with Bernie are completely imaginary. What the fuck is he even talking about? None of Bernie's tax proposals are based on skin color. They're not. They're just making shit up. Where are you at, Joe Rogan? You had Bernie on your goddamn show. You know this is fucking bullshit. Why are you attached to these motherfuckers? Why are you letting them use your name to push this fucking bullshit? God damn it, bro, Rogan. Speak out, motherfucker. Now or never, bitch. Seriously. And, uh... Dave Rubin shit. So Dave Rubin gotta take, a, take every opportunity to shit on trans people nowadays because that's, you know, his new grift. He used to be all in favor of trans rights and whatnot, but now he's being paid by billionaires like the Koch brothers and going on PragerU and being paid by Ferris Wilkes, who was a hate preacher that literally teaches gay people are exactly the same as pedophiles and people who engage in bestiality. So now he's got to sell trans people out every chance he gets. So 2020, a thread. Three years ago, I said 2016 would be the year of fake outrage. Yeah, because you guys call us fake outrage constantly. You are the king of fucking fake outrage. Two years ago, I said 2018 would be the year of unusual alliances. It wasn't unusual at all. It's you fucking selling out everything you've ever believed for money. That's not unusual. That's exactly what you'd expect a fucking piece of shit shield to do. Last year, I said 2019 would be a, the year it got weirder. Oh, God, what a prediction. My prediction in 2020 would be the implosion of the intersexual, intersexual socialist. Yeah, because this is a real threat, folks, isn't it? intersectional socialists you have to worry about. It's not the fucking Republicans sending us to World War III, folks. It's intersectional socialism that you really have to worry about. What some of us started seeing and talking about five years ago has now burst forth into the mainstream zeitgeist. The depressing left view of the world where victimhood is virtue. You guys do nothing but continuously play the victims. Where immutable characteristics matter more than personal choice and where the collective and then here, uh, I'm about to get to the shitting on the trans people. More important than the individual is about to come to its inevitable conclusion. It's a movement driven by faux outrage, which burns hot, but unfortunately also burns out. These are people that complain all day about fucking Star Wars movies and Marvel movies. Talking about fake outrage. That's the stage we're going to hit in 2020. It's a shiny package that has tricked many young people into thinking that up is down, good is bad, men or women. Yep. Fuck you, trans people. Fuck you for thinking trans women are real women. Hell no. It's fucking anti-science and bad. It's the same as believing up and down. Believing you can actually change your gender when you actually can because gender is a social construct. It's based on the roles you choose upon yourself and if you choose the roles of the opposite gender, you can change your gender by definition of the fucking word. But who gives a shit about that, right? Let's throw you under the fucking bus because it's making me tons of money and I'm a goddamn piece of shit. Anyway, that's all I'm going to read. That, fuck Dave Rubin. 
But God damn it, Dave Rubin is one of the cringiest motherfuckers who ever fucking lived. It's hard to believe somebody could be this fucking cringy. Now, first, let's read the joke he wrote. After he found out that Trump assassinated what the equivalent of Iranian's vice president is, possibly leading us into World War III against China and Russia. This is the joke he tweeted, the genius fucking joke this comedian tweeted. Iran to get here, but we're between Iraq and a hard place. It's really a mess, so let's talk Turkey, not just grease the conversation. Syria, folks. This could wait, but don't Cremara River in a month from now. Oh, God, cringe. Make it stop. Make it stop. Is there anything that could make this more cringy? Yes. Yes, there can. The fact that he worked on the same joke, this cringy ex joke, for six years. Look at all the different versions he came up with before he came up with this version. I ran to get here just over and over again for years, making this same fucking lame, cringy joke. From this person that considers himself a comedian. Good Lord. The right is not sending their best. Let's just say this. The people the right are making millionaires. Like, if you guys had any shame, you, you should be ashamed. But I know you don't have any shame. So it's just embarrassing for you. But you're in charge of everything. So I guess I should be embarrassed for me. You know. And this is an oldie but a goodie. Hmm. Here's Prager U. We are banned from advertising on Twitter. We are banned from advertising on Spotify. Over 200 of our videos are restricted on YouTube. Like, almost all of mine are, motherfucker. I don't get no fucking money off YouTube anymore. Several of our videos have been deleted from Facebook. Yep, me too. All you're doing is playing the victim. He's just talking about fake outrage and everybody playing the victim. You guys play the victim so hard. Harder than anybody else. Stop the censorship of conservatives and sign the petition. I just got banned from Facebook. I ain't no goddamn conservative. You don't see me fucking bitching like this about it. But anyway, and of course, uh, why not just find another baker? If a baker won't bake a cake, find another baker. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. But of course, when it happens to them, it's always a different story. When it happens to you, you're just a whiner and a complainer. Find another baker. But when it happens to us, oh my God, immediately, let's stop the censorship of us. Let's pass laws and shit. Hypocrites, that's what you are, hypocrites. And man, Another example, talking about how you can just label anybody a terrorist, right? That guy's a terrorist. You believe we should kill terrorists? How is this not fucking terrorism, folks? This is a guy, a U.S. Marine, who went over and committed war crimes, right? Killed innocent people, killed even people that weren't innocent, but tortured them. Even his own fucking platoon. The men of Alpha Platoon SEAL Team 7 describe Chief Gallagher as freaking evil and toxic in videos not shown publicly before. The remarks are blistering testimony about their platoon chief who was protected by President Trump from punishment. How does this not make us terrorist folks when we can actually go over and commit war crimes against people in other countries? We can invade their countries, commit war crimes against them, and never hold anybody fucking accountable. In fact, it gets even worse. This motherfucker who was just pardoned by Trump now has his own clothing line. Navy SEAL granted clemency by Trump launches lifestyle brand. Otherwise, serial killer profits from unspeakable crime. He's literally profiting from being a war criminal. So it's not bad enough that he wasn't punished. It's not bad enough that he was fucking pardoned by Trump. Literally being rewarded for being a war criminal. For being a torturous, psychopathic, human piece of goddamn shit. They hate us because of our freedoms, folks. 
That's why Iran hates us, because of our freedoms, right? America! No, you're so goddamn full of shit, all of you. All of you. I just don't want to be a part of this anymore. I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how not to be a part of this. I don't want to renounce my citizenship because I don't have anywhere to fucking go. Like, what do you do? I just don't know. I don't know what to do. <sighs> shit. <sighs> All right. Time to hate on cops because we had not hate on cops this show yet. You guys probably heard about this one. This happened, I guess, uh, a couple weeks ago. Another one where I guess supposedly somebody wrote pig on a cop's coffee cup. And so it went viral. Here's another one. Now the cop's like, oh my God, I went to McDonald's and they wrote fucking pig on my coffee cup. And they offered me a free meal, but hell no. A Whopper and fries is not enough for what you've done to me. I want your employees fired over this. And of course, it was the fucking goddamn cop who wrote it on there himself. Decided he was going to play the victim and get some poor person fired over it because they're giant fucking pieces of shit. Good lord. Another police officer falsely claims an insulting message on a cup. Video proves he lied. This is what police will do just for a few seconds in the spotlight. Imagine what they do in court when their job is on the line. Right. Imagine what they do when their cameras are off and you disrespect them. You wonder why black people have such a hatred towards the police. Why they don't feel like they're wanted members of society. Imagine what has happened to them generation after generation after generation by these fucks. Not just black people, white people too. Like everybody of every stripe, but especially black folks. So anyway, let's see. Does they show this motherfucker's face? His name is shame as fuck if they show his face in here. Uh, uh, this article don't show his fucking face. Anyway, he wrote it. He wrote it himself. Uh, a Junction City McDonald's is receiving national attention after a hearing police officer said he received a coffee with foul language written on it. The owner of the Junction City McDonald's, Dana Cook, said they have a video showing it wasn't their employee. The owner sent KSN news message. My McDonald's had the utmost respect for all members of law enforcement. Why? And the military. And were troubled by the accusations made. We thoroughly reviewed our security video from every angle, which clearly shows the words were not written by one of our employees. We look forward to working with Chief Hornaday. Hornaday? What a name. As he continues his investigation, so yeah, they fired this guy. He didn't they fire him. He uh, he resigned, but basically he got fired. So anyway, they should charge him with a fucking crime, trying to get a poor person fired because he wants to play the fucking victim and act like, oh my God, I'm a hero cop and they're shitting on me. Time is it? I only got 15 minutes. I'm going to have to save some of this shit for the next show, which will be Monday, which is cool. Weekend goes by pretty quick, so I will need some more content for Monday. So it's all good. Um, let's see what this one is. Oh, yeah, did you guys hear about this one? I mean, holy shit. Like, I don't even know what the fuck they're thinking at this point, folks. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. So, basically, these fucking piece of shit cops go out to these homeless people, and they harass them, and they take their signs, and they kick them off the streets, and they come back, and they make a collage of the signs they've stolen. And that's not good enough for them. They literally post this to social media and brag about it. What the fuck? How could you be a bigger idiot than this? How could you think this wasn't going to go poorly for you? Want to wish everybody in 4th Precinct a Merry Christmas, especially our captain. Hope you enjoy our homeless quilt. Sincerely, Panhandle Control. Yeah! Look what pieces of shit we are for harassing 
the most vulnerable and poor people in our society. Look how proud we are of it. Yeah, cops are amazing, right? Blue lives matter. And of course, didn't go over very well. This went viral. They got shit on by everybody, just as they should. No words for this. The juxtaposition between their smiles and the horror they have on display reminds me of the smiling face thumbs up of the guard in the photo of Abu Ghraib torture victim. And that's exactly what it is. They, they revel in it, folks. They revel in the misery. The misery is the point. The pettiness is the point. And, and conservatives, like, love it. They're like, <laughs> look at all the liberals. They're making mad with this. I love it. Look at how triggered you are. It's just, it's like kindergarten. Kindergartners are running everything. The dumbest fucking people on earth. And they're going to get us all killed. And it doesn't seem like there's anything we can do to fucking stop them. The system is completely set up in their favor to make sure this keeps going for fucking ever. Like, what do we do? Like, at this point, I'm open to fucking suggestions. Save us, Bernie. You're our only hope. And uh, I actually thought this was pretty funny. I'm going to shit on TJ a little bit. Just a little bit. I feel bad, as always, for shitting on TJ. But this was kind of funny. So I showed you guys this tweet on the last show. If you somehow lived in complete ignorance of who the president is at any given time, would you have noticed the difference between America under Obama and America under Trump? Would you notice if you were dumb as shit? Would you notice? And then he goes, Continent of Australia is on fire. War with Iran is looming. North Korea resuming ICBM test. 2020 day two. And Honest Red says, yeah, but if you somehow didn't read the news, would you even really notice? And that was a good burn. Yeah, if you were dumb as shit, would you even know any of this stuff was going on? Yeah, but we do know, right? That's the whole point. That's why this false equivalence that Trump and Obama, pretty much the same thing. Like, I wasn't that big of a fan of Obama. I actually called for Obama to be impeached over war crimes for drone striking children and wedding parties. But there is a giant fucking difference between these two presidents and trying to do this false equivalence to make them seem like they're pretty much the same. It's dumb as fuck in every possible goddamn way it can be. And... Last show, I talked about Mr. Atheist, Mr. Atheist, and I got uh, a lot of shit from his fans about it, and basically their, their trash talk was like this. A popular YouTuber who I've never talked about in either public or private, I haven't, I never even spoke about Mr. Atheist in public before or private, either one, never sent any private messages about him, never talked about him. He shit on me in a video, he compared me to Trump to illustrate just what a hypocrite I am and called me names, called me a reactionary and whatnot, which means conservative. And me, I defended myself. And so what happens? Of course, his fans come to me and are like, why are you causing drama and attacking him, Dusty? You're better than this. Uh, I think you guys might be hypocrites a little bit. Why is he causing drama and attacking me when I've never spoken about him in public before? Why aren't you holding him to the same account you're trying to hold me for? Is it because you like him and not me and you don't hold your side to the same account you hold the other side to because you're a fucking piece of shit hypocrites? Just saying. I think that might be the case a little bit. And, uh, look, folks, this has been trending on Twitter for the last couple days. Uh, it's okay, Toby White. And I don't know who Toby White is. I, I try to find out, but I couldn't find any information about this Toby White guy. But apparently he's going through some shit right now. And a lot of people on Twitter want you to know, Toby, that they got your back. And it's okay, Toby White. So hang in there, buddy. It's going to be all right. Apparently, Star Wars nerds or 
angry as fuck with John Bodega. No, Boyega. I don't know how you fucking pronounce his name. John Boyega. Because he posted this tweet. And they was mad about it. Listen to this tweet. Star Wars romance. And he shows, hey, this is what Star Wars version of romance is. Uh, apparently, uh, you kidnap the girl first and uh, submit her to torture. And then you... Uh, and then she stabs you in the chest, and then you fight her with swords, and then you fight her with swords. Yep. Romance is about kidding. And, of course, if you have spoiler alert, they make out in the movie. There's kind of a romance between them. So it seems to me like it's a, a romanticization of violent, toxic relationships. Because if your dude kidnaps and tortures you, and then you fight with swords multiple times, and then you literally stab him through the chest with a sword made of light... That might be a toxic relationship. Just saying. So I said, apparently people are angry with John Boyega for pointing out that Disney and Star Wars romanticizes violent and abusive relationships. What an asshole. And of course, he took a lot of shit for this. He was canceled, but he wasn't really canceled because, you know, he's more popular than ever. He got 100 and almost 90,000 likes for this. And also, they were mad at him. Another reason they were mad at him because he made a comment about how after a... Spoiler alert, defending Star Wars. I don't even care at this point, but... Uh, I guess uh, Kylo Ren dies. I think Kylo Ren dies. I'm not sure. Spoiler alert. Um, but then he's like, yeah, after Kylo Ren dies, my character's going to come in and lay the pipe to Rey. And people are like, oh my God, you fucking asshole talking about lay the pipe. That's not romantic at all. And I'm like, well, you know, it's more romantic than shoving a light sword through a guy's chest after he kidnapped you. Just saying. Just saying. Chao Boyega seems like he's all right to me. But apparently there's these things called Raylos, and it's a subset of Star Wars fans who really love Rey, and they're really mad at him because they think this is shitting on Rey, and you can't do that. I don't know. They, Star Wars nerds take this shit real, real fucking seriously. I think you guys just need to relax a little bit. It's okay to be a super fan of movies and shit, but you're taking it a little too seriously, in my opinion. And, uh, what time is it? All right, let's cover... Uh, Revenge of the Nerds real quick. This is true, folks. If you don't believe me, go watch this movie. Remember that time in Revenge of the Nerds where the hero of the movie rapes a girl and then she ends up leaving her boyfriend for her rapist? The 80s were a magical time and this literally happened, folks. Like, 80s movies were just the most rapey shit in the world. In the scene in this movie, the main nerd dresses up like Darth Vader and uh, sneaks into a girl's room, and she thinks it's her boyfriend. And so he has sex with her without her knowing who it was. Which is rape! That's fucking rape, dude! And then she totally leaves her boyfriend from him later. So people want to say, hey, rape culture doesn't exist. What are you talking about, Dusty? There's no rape culture. This is literally what I grew up watching, folks. Movies where the hero literally gets the girl after raping her. And this was only, what, 30 years ago? 30, I think 30-something years ago. This is where people in my generation grew up watching. This is what influenced us. So absolutely, rape culture is a fucking real thing. To say otherwise is just ridiculous. And yeah, it's no longer acceptable to do this these days, right? It, it, like I said, thanks to the fucking SJWs, you could never make that movie today. Fucking PC culture ruins everything. But this is like... Why PC culture is not a bad thing. Our society is evolving and it should evolve past this rapey bullshit. But this kind of the vestiges of this stuff still permeates through our society because this is the content people like me and my generation were absolutely raised on. 
So yeah, so this is just one small example of rape culture. There's so fucking many of them, but it absolutely does exist. And like people are like, Dusty, you SJW, you cook. I can't believe you believe in any of these social justice warrior talking points. I used to not, but then I started finding examples of it. They were pointing out to me time and time again. And I like, well, I have to believe facts. I have to believe what I see in my own eyes. Like I, I can't not believe what is obviously true. Regardless of how much you guys insult me over it. And uh, here's the funny thing about Revenge of the Nerds. If you actually watch the movie with a modern take on it, the movie is actually about a group of heroic student athletes who are trying to make a bunch of creepy sexual predators feel unwanted on campus. It's exactly what it is. A bunch of rapey, creepy dudes who thinks it's okay to put cameras, secret cameras, in girls' locker room to film them nude and steal their underwear and rape them. And these student athletes are like, fuck these guys! Let's put goats in their fucking house and try to scare them away from campus any way we possibly can to make these women feel more safe. So that's what the movie's really about. Of course, you know, the people that did that were actually the bad guys in the movies because rape culture. Because rapey, rapey, rape culture. Like I said, an amazing time in the 80s were. All right, let me stop and check the Super Chats, please. Super Chats. Super Chats. 9.99 from Eric Moyer. It's not red versus blue. It's 1% versus you. I mean, it's both. It's the 1% who are mainly using their money to brainwash the red into voting against their own best interest. And of course, they do the same thing with the blue, just to a lesser extent. I mean, the, the, the blue is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. The blue, the blue is still part of the system. It's just, but, but they're not the same. It's a false equivalency to say they're exactly the same because the blue is better, way better. Still really fucking bad, just way better. But anyway, I really appreciate that, Eric Moyer. Scarifagus Garcia, $10. Love the show tonight. No, I already started read that. All right. No more Super Chats. This is your last chance to get in a Super Chat if you want to support the show. Please support the show. Whatever you can give really fucking helps. E-bag, e-bag, e-bag. But I got to do it. I got no choice. Otherwise, I'll have to go work at Walmart quit doing this show. And that will suck for everybody involved. Let me check the regular chats and what you guys have to say. Regular chats, regular chats. Um, Dusty wants to ban all of Burt Reynolds' movies, including Boogie Nights. Hell yeah, ban them all! You know me, that's what I'm about. All about the banning. The Watchmen rate was great. She loved it. I don't remember. Did they rate somebody in The Watchmen? I can't recall that scene, but that sounds terrible. Uh, yeah, please like, subscribe, ring the bell, ring my bell, ring my bell. Be sure to do that. There's a little bell. If you click it, then uh, just subscribing to people nowadays on YouTube is not enough. You will not get notified on everything they post unless you actually ring the bell. So ring the bell. Dusty Cuts, TJ, way too much slack. I know, but I feel bad for some reason. I don't know why I feel so... Like, I almost feel like I bully TJ. <laughs> Even though he's like seven foot tall and outweighs me by 100 pounds. It's just... I feel like I've crushed him so hard in every way I almost feel guilty for it. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do for some reason. I feel bad. Um, violent revolutions are our only hope? I don't know. I hope there's some other way besides violent we can do this. I think violence is absolutely the last choice that we should make. But it is frustrating. I will admit it is very, very frustrating. How's it going, Devon Billmont? It's going awesome, man. Killing this fucking show. Move on. Let's see what else. I guess I'll read the. I got another chat over here. This is from the uh, Facebook and the Twitch. 
Wouldn't that be a lost Dusty? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know if you are paying attention to Twitch chat, but my comment would be it wouldn't be any loss for the loose 80s movies like you mentioned. Uh, no, it wouldn't be that big of a loss. I mean, it's good to have for a historical context on what we all grew up watching. You know? So I wouldn't get rid of it for that point. Uh, Dusty, you're talking so fast it almost sounds like a rap. Hell yeah, Dusty can fucking talk, man. I should be an auctioneer. That's one thing you can't take away from me, that I can fucking talk. Because I guessed it like that. Hey, right, let's see. We got... Holy shit. The show's basically over. All right, let me let me see. Palette cleansers. Let me skip down the palette cleansers. I will cover all the rest of this shit on Monday shows. So and don't worry, folks. It will get covered. Let's just do a few palette cleansers here. Um, do you guys see this one? Dog playing Jenga? Just shows you how intelligent dogs are. Like, this dog understands clearly what he's supposed to be doing here. He's supposed to be pulling this thing out slowly without toppling over the whole tower and shit. And why is it not going? Go. There you go. And putting it down. It's the smartest shit. Like, they say like Border Collies are the smartest dog breed. They're like, had the intelligence of like a four year old kid. So cute as fuck. You play that Jenga boy. Man, let's see. Uh, how about little belly rugs? Belly rugs. Who's that little cute boy? Yeah, oh, look at that smile on his face. He's just getting the best his belly rubs, isn't he? Fuck yeah, cute. Just a little cute. Uh, I was going to say that's a penis, but maybe that's a vagina. I have enough animals. You think I could, I could sex them better? Pretty little girl getting her belly rub. Yeah. And uh, here's a death machine. The ultimate death machine. Look at him splashing around. He's just having so much fun splashing around in his tub, isn't he? Little death machine. One of the hardest bites on earth can actually crush bones. He bites so hard, but he's so cute. Having just so much fun. I want one as a pet. That won't go wrong at all. And uh, Here's one. Here's a big boob model lady. Giving an alligator a massage. And the alligator's like, hell yeah, I'm into it. I'm not even gonna fucking eat this big booby lady. He can massage me. I'm just gonna chill right the fuck out. He looks smiling. He's like, hell yeah. Crawl over me, big booby lady, and she's just shaking him side to side. Uh-huh. I hope they're paying her well for this. It's some weird-ass fetish videos, but I'm into it for some reason. Just don't sexually abuse the crocodile. And last up, this is cute as shit. Gonna save this little kitty cat. Here you go. He stuck up on there, probably cried his ass off. But yeah, I'm gonna help him down. You're awesome, dude. Way to save that cat and cat run away. Yeah, you did it. You saved him. Chairman Meow. Love to see shit like that. Humanity at its finest. People all over the world are good. People all over the world are bad also, but you got to kind of embrace the good sometimes. And Finish up the show by reading the final Super Chats. If you want to get your comment read, be immortalized for all of history, now is the chance. Let's see. Concur, LOL. Yeah, appreciate that, Eric Moyer in the 999. Very generous tonight, Eric. You rock. Thanks, dude. Uh, bourgeoisie. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, oh, Burger Chris. No. <laughs> I need my glasses. thought that was bourgeoisie. Burger Chris. That's not even fucking close. $1.99. Before World War III makes me poor. I appreciate that. Yep. Going to need it for ammo. Going to need it for iodine pills for when the radiation fallout comes. Apparently that helps. Katana, I can't see the screen. Can you move? Katana, move. 
Katana, please move. Thank you. All right. Um, Eric Moyer, 499. Thanks for helping to keep me sane, man. Hey, like, thank you guys for supporting the show so much. You guys don't know what it means to me. I, I think, like I always say, some people, have, somebody has to cover all this shit, and this shit is not really being covered as much as it should be covered. But like, as long as you guys keep supporting me, I'll keep doing it. You guys are the heroes of the show, and you guys make this possible. And I really appreciate it. Foreign D gave me twenty dollars. Great way to end the show with Foreign D. You were amazing, sir. Really appreciate that. You're responsible for me coming back Monday and doing all this shit over again. I'm gonna rock this shit out with the rest of the coverage I have. We had a great show, folks. I think it went really well tonight. I am pleased with the fucking coverage. I hope you guys had a good time. And as always, if you want to support the show when the show's over, if you're watching this show on repeat, patreon.com, which has podcast, anything you can afford, dollar to a month, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever. I do good work here at the Human Society of Mississippi Animal Sanctuary. We can really use the money. So please help me out if you can. And in the description of the video, there are so many ways you can support the show. Direct tips. We have merchandise. Lots of stuff you can do if you want to help us out. I will be back on Monday, Monday, Monday. Gonna do another cool show then. I'm gonna fucking crush it for you guys. I love you guys so much. It's an honor and a privilege to perform for you guys. I, I wanna cry because it's such an honor to be able to do this. And I thank you so much for joining me tonight. Hope you guys have a really good weekend. Do something fun. Enjoy your life while you can before the nuclear bombs fall. As always, till next time. Logic, fuck yes, and trans rights. Good night, everybody.